excited because I have my parents with me, Hattie and Clinton. Today, they are going to be talking about their love story. Welcome to the Platinum Love Cafe, where we tell stories of love and inspiration and have a great opportunity, hopefully to inspire others and to also give some pretty good advice that folks can use to help strengthen and enhance their own relationships. Can you all tell us how you met and where you met? We met in May of 1970 at a church fifth Sunday meeting that was held in Fredericksburg, Virginia, where all of the churches in Virginia in our denomination came together for a full day of service and I was going to be the MC of the program that particular evening. And as I was trying to gather up the people who were going to participate, I walked by one of the young ladies I knew from Norfolk. And she grabbed me and said, hey, I want to introduce you to someone. And I said, well, I only have a minute because I have to be ready for the program. And she said, it only take a minute. So she called him. And he came over and she introduced him to me. I only spoke for a good moment and, you know, just asked him where had he been. I'd never seen him before at the Norfolk uh, Church. And he said he had been there for years. I told him, well, good meeting you. And we did say something about we were graduating that year. And I told him I would be graduating in June. And I think he said that um, his was coming up a little bit sooner than mine in June. I told him, I said, okay, well, we'll be talking and, you know, just walked away to prepare for the program. That was it really for that day. And then the next time I saw him was in August when we were at a church convention in Buffalo, New York. And we remembered that we had met in May. So we just started talking during that week. They had dinner, all meals were at the church. So we ended up sitting together almost every day while we were there and talking and laughing, right, honey? We talked and we went sightseeing together over in Niagara Falls and to Crystal Beach. He was very nice and kind. He let me try on his ring in the car. And that was like on a Saturday. And we were leaving that following Sunday. And he purposely let me wear his <laughs> ring back. It was a Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> it was there was a setup he says okay <laughs> so that Monday when we got back in our individual hometowns I was in Richmond and he was in um, Virginia Beach and he nicely called me and said hey you know you got my ring and I said <laughs> yes I do and his thing was well I'm gonna have to come and get it and I said that'll be fine so that's what started the relationship. He came that following Sunday. He caught the bus up to Richmond and my parents and all had met him in Buffalo for that convention. It's kind of funny every time I think about it. But anyway, we started that communication then. So what were your first impressions of each other? Dad, what was your first impression of mom? With me, I, I thought she was a nice young lady. She sort of reminded me of her characteristics and everything was all, almost like my mother. Mm. And I told my mom that if I 
marry someone, I would want to them to have the same type of uh, demeanor that she had. And and had really fitted that description. I mean, she was nice. She was very uh, dedicated to Christ, which was my main focus. She was a young lady that had all of the character and virtue of, of, of Scripture. When I saw her in Richmond, her family was very nice and kind. We just hit it off first thing. And uh, I used to write her letters Ooh. talking about her bright eyes. Very nice. Mom, what was your first impression of dad? I thought Clinton was really handsome. He <laughs> dressed very nicely. He was just a sweet person. Even though he acted quiet, Clinton could really talk to me. And we could talk together. As a matter of fact, we talked so much <laughs> at that time. We didn't have cell phones. Mm -hmm. And we talked so much that we were paying telephone bills, long distance. I was a long distance operator at the time. <laughs> Our phone bills at that time, I hate to say it, was 500 and something dollars a month. <laughs> really, I'm serious. Because of long distance. And we could really talk about everything. It was just one of those connections that it just seemed to be the right one at the right time. We talked so much. His mother got so, she laughed about it. She said, I never knew my son could talk that much. <laughs> in the world talks that much on the phone. When I would come home in the evening from work, I would expect his call. And we did know about the time frame because you could call at certain times and you get a discount. Mm -hmm. The phone bills were high, but we had great conversations. And like he said, if he came to town, the whole family really enjoyed Clint. When dad met him, dad was not in Buffalo with us that year. My older brother, Curtis, was there. And when Curtis came home, he told dad that I had met the perfect person and that whenever he saw him, he was going to like him. And that was really rare for Curtis. Mm -hmm. Curtis said that, and everybody that had seen us at that convention just about said the same thing. But it was a great relationship. And it's one that has lasted for years. So how did you know that she was the one, Dad? Well, strange thing is that her sister was contemplating on getting married. And I, we were on the telephone. I said, hey, let's have a, let's have a double wedding. <laughs> and, and I was not really serious at the time, but it came out that we started talking about marriage. And then I began to think, I really wanted this person to be dedicated to Christ. So I was telling my mom and my brothers, I said, well, before we do this, I'm going to go on a, a, a fast to make sure. So I went on, on a three-day fast. And I mean, that's without drinking uh, nothing but water. And uh, my brother said, you're serious about this. I said, yes, I am. <laughs> After the fast was up, nothing happened to cause me to, to want to have second thoughts. <laughs> I just thought that was a, a, a sanctioned price and she's done for you. So <laughs> after the fast was over with, I was confident that Hat would be the person. Really, it has lasted for 52 years. Mm. The strange thing about it, we were very young. I was 18. We both were 18, but when we got married, I was 19, and uh, she was only 18. 
And again, everything worked out just fine. It was just a, almost like the scripture uh, when, uh, I'm trying to think of the lady. It was Rebecca. Uh, Rebecca. Mm-hmm. When mm-hmm. I saw Rebecca for the first time, it was almost like love at first sight. And that's the way I felt with Pat. It was almost like wow. love at first sight. <laughs> And I tell you, it's just been a, a a blessing from that point up to now. And I I still love her. <laughs> well, here's the other strange thing about that, Colonies. Okay, so we met in May. We were introduced in May. August is when we went to the convention in Buffalo. Mm-hmm. We were both due to come back home and go to college. Clinton was going to go to Norfolk State. And I was going to go to Virginia Union University. Mm-hmm. And I had a teacher of mine who was going to pay my college fare. And when I got back and I started talking to Clinton, I told her her husband was a delegate in the Richmond. He was a very sweet man, James Christian. His wife was Margaret. And they had everything set up for me to go to school. So when I called her and told her I had met someone, oh, she was very upset with me because her thing was, I wanted you to have an education. Mm-hmm. She called mom and she told mom, don't let her do it. She's too young. <laughs> but that was the wrong thing for her to tell mom because mom <laughs> says, well, if that's what she wants to do. And I'm all right with it, and her dad is. So we just really decided, okay, so we're not going to go to school, but we will continue. We, I felt that at some point in time, we would go back to school, you know. Mm-hmm. That's what happened. We gave up going to school to get married. As I said, we met in August, and we were together that whole week at the meeting and dinner time, and sometimes breakfast in the morning. In December, we were married. Wow. Six months, that he said. (laughs) December 5th. How was your wedding day? Wedding day was beautiful. I have to say I was a typical late bride, Mm -hmm. but it was a cold day. And we had people from all over because at that time, you didn't just send out invitations to individuals per se. We would invite, like, all the churches in Virginia got an invitation. (laughs) So people were there from all over Virginia. So it was a nice crowd of people. And then Clinton had relatives and all that came from the Virginia Beach, Norfolk area. It was really a nice wedding. And we came back that night to Norfolk. We did not take our honeymoon at that time because we said that would be something we would do later, too. Here's the blessing about that. When we came back, his father found a beautiful little four-room home. And the rent at that time was only $95 a month. (laughs) We had two bedrooms, nice living room, and a nice eat-in kitchen. And a lot of yard space with beautiful magnolia trees. And it had... Was it a detached garage there and yeah. a driveway? Yeah. And it was on a beautiful little street on Devonshire in uh, Norfolk. And we felt so blessed. And all of my mother-in-law's friends loved Clinton so much 
that they actually went in that home, decorated that home. We had bought furniture. I came up and we went and picked out furniture. And the ladies and my mother-in-law got together, decorated that house, filled the cabinet, and they filled the refrigerator. So wow. when we came home, yeah. we came into a fully decorated, prepared home for us, which was absolutely yeah. great. And some of those women, my mother-in-law has since passed just last year, and the other one, which was Clinton's Aunt Ollie, Aunt Ollie's uh, passed, but the other two are still living, and we're still great friends with them today. And the strange, strange thing about that is that when we got our furniture, we had got all brand new furniture from Grand <laughs> Furniture. <laughs> Three rooms. Three rooms. Three rooms. Three rooms. Three rooms. For how much, Dad? Three ninety nine. <laughs> but the furniture lasted. It lasted for years. It did. For years. And that was amazing. Yeah. You couldn't have had a better start. That's beautiful. So did you all ever have a honeymoon where you all went away or you just, all, once you came home, that basically was it? Once we came home, that was it. Mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. was it. I'm still waiting. <laughs> my, my dream location Hawaii. is Hawaii. And I'm thinking, I was supposed to have been going, was it last year? 2019. And, uh, was it 19? It was 2019. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. We were supposed to have been going, and then COVID came. That's all right. So exactly. um, I, we're really seriously thinking about doing that between now and next year. As you all were preparing to get married, what was the best advice you received and what was the worst advice you received? The best advice that I got was uh, from scripture, of course, loving my wife as Christ loved the church and uh, gave himself for it. And I mean, that has been my motto from the time we were married, even up to now. Uh, If we might disagree, I know that regardless of how much I might not like things that I got to love my wife as Christ, I love the church and I got to give myself for her. I mean, that's been my motto through life because I realized that my children needed to see what a Christ-like home would look like. And I think the best advice that I got was always be considerate, Mm -hmm. love one another and talk about everything. Communication is key. And I will say that to everyone that I meet now, I just tell them the best thing you can do is talk. I never wanted to go to bed angry with Clinton. And we haven't done that. We've never had to say, you go in that room and I'll go in the other. We've never done that. We've had a great 52 years. I mean, absolutely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it just seems like God really put us together mm-hmm. for a reason. So we have had a great connection. Uh, it's been a very loving one. It's been a very considerate one. We can laugh about anything. <laughs> I mean, anything we can laugh about, I can. <laughs> and even when at our wedding rehearsal, everybody kept saying, y'all can laugh about anything. We told, <laughs> told them that's just the way our family was. You know, we find some reason to laugh and enjoy each other. So I am I am just very thankful 
that God put us together. And I told Clint, he was telling me something the other day about myself. <laughs> and I said, you know what, honey? You're the reason I'm able to do all of this. You know, <laughs> I am able. He has really supported me in everything that I've done. He's just been a great person. Well, and and she's uh, the same way. I mean, when 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 we first got married, I would go to work, and when I come home, uh, she wasn't the type that just sat down around and and uh, after grass needed to be cut. Uh, when I got got home, she would have cut the grass. I mean, <laughs> we do everything together, and uh, she has been a. I mean, we have worked hand in hand together, and that's the thing. That's the thing that made our relationship really real. Mm-hmm. My mother was very instrumental in our marriage as well because mom was the type that um, she wanted her boys to treat their wives with respect. Mm-hmm. And uh, she definitely uh, drilled that in us. Uh, again, I can't highlight being faithful to God. Mm-hmm. I cannot highlight that enough how that that will, that caused me to be the man that I, I am. Uh, my wife is everything to me. She has been and is a blessing to me even up to today. Oh, sweet. <laughs> I know one part of your story was that someone, a couple people actually felt like you all were getting married too young. Yeah. And they really counseled you all not to get married. How were you all so certain I know with me, it was, I mean, uh, she was the person I love, and I thought I was mature enough to mm-hmm. be able to make a, a right decision, and I knew what I was doing. And again, she had demonstrated that she was a mature young person that mm-hmm. knew what she was doing. I mean, we we both, only because of our uh, environment that we were raised in, we knew that uh, it was the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. So when you all got married, what expectations about married life were met for you? What occurred that you did not expect? I really can't think of anything because, you know, Clinice, I was blessed to have a job. Most people, the biggest problem people have is finances. Mm-hmm. Clinton was working. Also, I was able to transfer the first couple of months, I got married in December. I was in contact with my supervisor. I called her one day to make sure I had my telephone service set up correctly. And I mentioned something to her and she said, Hattie, did you put in your transfer? I said, yeah. And she said, let me do something and I'll call you back. Clinice, I'll never forget Mrs. Skelton was her name. And she called me back and she told me, she said, Hattie, I just called them to let them know that you're already in um, Norfolk area. And she said, you should hear something about your transfer very soon. So by February, I was going to work. Wow. Guess what? Where I was working, it was about six or seven minutes from where we live. So we started right off with that, as we say, the blessings flowing. Mm -hmm. That, as I said, we were living in that home, and two years later, we moved because Clinton wanted to be back in Virginia Beach. We moved back there, and we bought another home. We bought a home that time. We were renting in Norfolk. So it just seemed like from day one, it was like God just led us. 
And we don't do things now lightly. We think about everything. Should we do this and how we're going to do it? So far, it's just been a great blessing. Really, we haven't regretted anything except one time Clinton bought some encyclopedias. (laughs) (laughs) I had told him then, honey, we don't have the money. That is the only thing, seriously. (laughs) And... (laughs) Yeah. He felt like that was, that was a mistake. <laughs> but it, it really wasn't because you know what? When we had you, yeah, that's right. That was one thing that you really did use. I did same yeah. set of encyclopedias. <laughs> and I told him, I said, Clint, even though I felt like that we shouldn't have done it at that time, it worked out to the best because it was my daughter, you would always <laughs> use those encyclopedias. It was just a blessing, but we've always lived in what we call blessed places for us. Yeah. And we've had three homes that we have bought and each one was progressively better than the other. <laughs> and like Clinton said, we've loved our homes. We loved entertaining. So we've always entertained in our homes and every home that we, we bought was always, you know, it was set up yeah. to entertain. Mm-hmm. We've really been blessed. We we can't say anything bad, yeah. anything. And every day, even now, when I come home, I tell the people at work and everything, when I walk in, I walk in saying, thank you, Lord. You mm-hmm. know, I pull my shoes off and I just walk in saying that because I'm thankful to get home that day out of the traffic and through all the turmoil. And I'm so thankful to come home to my family. And Mm -hmm. we have maintained Clinton and I, you know, eating dinner together Mm -hmm. every day and basically having breakfast together every day. We've maintained that for 52 years. What would you say, mom, is one of your proudest moments and accomplishments that dad has had and dad for mom what is one of your proudest moments or one of the greatest accomplishments that you think she's had and I know there are many so choose one that you would like to share you know one Clinice I would like to share about Clinton after we were married like a year you know I said I'd gotten that transfer to CMP Telephone Company up here, Clinton had an opportunity to apply. And Clinton applied for that job with CMP also. Everybody was telling him not to do it because, of course, he had a home and it would be the worst thing that he could do was to switch jobs and this and that. Clinton worked that job until he retired. You hear me? That job sent you all through college. That job bought three homes, our cars, and it really provided our standard of living. Mm -hmm. That was truly a blessing from God. Mm -hmm. And I am so proud again, that he did not listen to people. And he was able to advance on that job. And that job right now, because of his job, it has paved the way for Gabriel. to have his job and to move up to management. So I am really proud of the way he has just been led 
to live his life and to be a provider and a great comfort and example for his family. My greatest thing for my wife is that she has been a great mother to our two kids, Gabriel and Clinice. <laughs> always been there for them. By me working at CNP, my wife did not have to work until she really wanted to. I mean, anything exactly. that she really wanted, I was able to provide for her from my job. Then she was able to go to school and get her associate degree in business. She's the manager of the credit union. Mm-hmm. She's always been one to set her goals and go for it. She's not afraid of anything. You know, she's always right there to go out and help people when they're down. We have always been a family that always are there to help people. And she's always have given me great wisdom. I've never been a man to say that I'm just going to do it and not let my wife know what was going on. We always shared our thoughts together and we did things together. Mm. She's never, again, helped me back from doing anything, really. She's always have been my champion. She never helped me back. That's great. What have you learned about yourself individually over these past 52 years? 52 years is a long time (laughs) to be in a relationship. I've learned that as long as I put my trust in Christ, do what he's asking me to do, that the sky is the limit. I've learned that nothing is impossible. When I look at my two children and see how the Lord has blessed them and how he is keeping them, how I keep my family, all of my relatives and friends, I've just learned that life can be great if you put your trust in Christ. 53 years is a long time, but it's, it's just been great. Step by step, from job to home to everything, I've just been blessed. The thing that I have learned is that really when you want something, you fight for it. I always tell everybody, life is not worth arguing all the time. Always bumping heads. Life is beautiful. (laughs) When you have the right people around you, your support and One thing about it, I tell everybody, uh, our family, we really work together. And when I say our family, I'm talking about Clinton and myself and my two children. We support one another. Everything that we do, if you need us, we're right there for the support. We are encouragers. Mm -hmm. We really, really are. And it's kind of like my father was with me when I was growing up. If I told dad something that I wanted, my father was the main one that says, come on, Hattie, let's do it. (laughs) That's the way we are with one another. If there's something that the other one wants or say they were thinking about it, we just all pitched in and we made sure that particular person got just that. And that's the same way about Clinton. My desire for him is that he gets exactly what he wants and he feels like he deserves. There is nothing within the right uh, that I would not do and support Clinton in. There's nothing because he's a great person. And when you love someone, you do everything you can to help them be the best that they can be. So I, I feel like that's the one thing I've learned 
about mm -hmm. myself and about us as a group, how we are. And when he mentioned how we are always there for others, we are. I don't think there's anybody that has called us that we did not answer that call in anything. I'm very thankful for the friends that I have in my life, you know, male and female. I think they realize that we're there for them and they certainly are there for us. We're just happy about all of that again, again and again. <laughs> and you know, Clark used to sing that song to me, I'll Choose You Again. <laughs> By Whitney, it was Whitney Phelps. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, he used to sing that song on our anniversary and all, especially I'll Choose You Again and Again. So, you know, that just makes you feel like, oh boy, warm and fuzzy inside. <laughs> so he, he knows there have been times, even in our marriage, I can really say that <laughs> we laugh. We have a good time. We have a very good time together. If he says something and sometimes I'll turn around, did you mean to say that? You know, and we'll laugh about it. <laughs> but I've learned a whole lot from Clinton. Mm. A whole lot. That's why I say I really feel like this was a marriage that God really put us together. And I think, too, that the thing that have made our marriage so wonderful is that the foundation it was built on it was built on the word of God. We were surrounded by people that really instilled in us the true value of really believing and living by what God's word says. Again, I know that has made the difference in our marriage and our life. I can see that in my children, how that they love Christ and they strive to be biblical principle. Life is beautiful when you can do that. I lost my mom and my brother, and then my uncle, it, it was just one behind another. But mm -hmm. I realized that we, we're not here to stay forever. Mm -hmm. So just enjoy one another while you can. Mm -hmm. I mean, mm -hmm. if, if you don't like me, if you can't agree with me, we can part friendly. And <laughs> um, I, I'll pray for you and, and just keep on going. But it is very important. It was very important in my life to be one of those that love people, not hate people. Mm -hmm. So we were talking earlier about the fact that 52 years is a long time. And often people, when they get married, they don't even have the expectation that their relationship will last that long. What are some recommendations that you all would make or what you would encourage married couples to do in order to really foster a very strong relationship? I um, tell everybody, you got to first like the person mm. and then you got to love them. If you don't care for a person, please don't mess up their life. Mm -hmm. And I, I say that to everybody. If you know you have issues with the person that you supposedly are dating or you're seeing, and it's not working out, don't get married and say, well, it'll be better afterwards. It won't. It will compound it. And my thing is just make sure you care for one another and always strive to work together. Mm -hmm. Working together is the key. I look at people and they can go on a job and 
work better mm -hmm. with the people they are with on the job for only mm -hmm. eight, nine hours a day, sometimes 12 in some professions. But when they go home or when they are out with the, the person that they're supposedly in love with, there's no communication, there's fighting and there's arguing and constantly bickering back and forth. And that's not a relationship. It's best for you to part ways now mm -hmm. so that that person can find the person that's there for them. Because I really do believe there's somebody for everybody. You know what I'm saying? Those that are going to be in relationships, I believe there is a great person for them. But you got to know what you're looking for, mm -hmm. what your desire is. As branch manager, when I'm talking to people that come into my office and they see the picture of my family and they ask a question about him, I'm happy to say, you know, I've been with this man for 52 years, going on 53 now. Mm -hmm. And they asked me, how did I do it? And I said, well, I genuinely like him and love him. So we're always there considering one another. And we're always thinking of what can I do that will help her or him. So I, I think that's very important. I think people need to shut others out of their life and bind together mm -hmm. to be that one. And then your family, try to be the best that you can for your children because they're going to come up. And they're going to want to find somebody too. And that example that they see in you is the thing that propels them on. I think if people could just be together, that would be the best thing. Well, I think also that what uh, made our marriage even better was, I mean, I listen, not that my mother would cause me to be <laughs> against my wife, but my, my mother stayed out of our business. She said, <laughs> you guys have to work it out. <laughs> But the most important thing, though, if, if you're biblical based in your marriage, you'll look beyond people's faults and mm -hmm. see their needs. You might not agree, but if you if you love one another, love will make things come out all right. You yeah, you might not agree, but you will uh, sit down and, and find some way to come together to agree. Because when we got married, <laughs> once you said, I did, you do it. I mean, you stay together. But if you are going together and you you see that things that you're not compatible, why waste your time in getting married? Mm -hmm. It's not gonna get any better. Mm -hmm. What would you recommend for married couples as they build their family? Were there certain things that you all did with me and Gabriel that you all just knew? We're definitely going to make sure that we engage in those things. I know church was one of those things that was a non-negotiable. Beyond that, what were some other things that you all set forward that you knew that you wanted for your kids? And what would you recommend for couples today that they could do to help to build their family? I think uh, the most important, stay together, uh, do trips together, always have something planned uh, if you can afford it, of course. Even if you can't afford it, you can do little small things mm -hmm. in your neighborhood, going to parks, going to baseball games, get your children involved in sports. 
and you know, always being there for them. Going, uh, of course, always be uh, involved in PTAs. I mean, just be interested in your children. Uh, you don't have to get them the name brand of everything, but always <laughs> have them so that they can look presentable, and always try to instill in them to be not one to follow the crowd, but be able to stand alone. Mm -hmm. Excellent. Mom, anything you want to add? I'll just say, you know, do everything that you can to keep your family together and mm -hmm. to raise them up in the way that you know they should go. Mm -hmm. Talk about everything. Yeah. Don't let them feel more comfortable talking to an outsider than they do to you in the home because mm -hmm. your guidance, you feel like it's going to be the better way for them. You know, um, and like Clinton said, always plan, plan things together, be together, laugh together, cry together, do mm -hmm. everything you possibly can because relationships in home, that is very important. Mm -hmm. So that when they get outside, they know exactly how to act and what to be involved in and what not to be involved in. And if you can stay home, if the mothers can stay home with their uh, child, or dad can stay with their child, be there for them. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of times when they come up from school, they got so much to tell. If nobody's there with them, they can get lost in doing something they shouldn't be doing. But that's, mm -hmm. So if you can stay home with your child uh, and be there for them, it, it really will work out for that good. So we are getting ready to wrap up this portion of our conversation. And I wanted to know, what are you all looking forward to in this next chapter in your marriage? I would say just being able to enjoy one another yes. <laughs> again. Clinton has, he retired about, what, 20 years ago mm -hmm. from his job. He recently went back to work. I think just to have something to do since I'm still working. So I think when and if I make the decision to come home, we're just going to enjoy one another and do some of the things that we love doing together. What do you think, honey? <laughs> that sounds right to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is the perfect place to end. <laughs> Thank you all so much for being on the Platinum Passport. One of the things that we always do is we have the Platinum Passport guest travel log. So we're going to segue to that segment now. And I'm going to ask you all some questions. I'm looking forward to your answers. Favorite trip location? Over in Switzerland. Ooh. Yes. I think that, that was a good trip. Absolutely. Mom? I have to agree with him on that. That was the most exciting time <laughs> that we had. That, that was really good. And we were moving every day or so to another place. So that was just great. Excellent. Favorite traveling accessory? My comfortable shoes. <laughs> <laughs> Because when we travel, we're doing a whole lot, you know, because we love to take the tours and everything. Mm -hmm. So I would say just having comfortable clothes to wear and shoes. Well, back in the day, it, it was my camcorder. <laughs> <laughs>
Yes, Deb. And now, in this day, what is your favorite? Um, <laughs> I guess the cell phone. <laughs> that works. Your favorite traveling companion. So this is a multiple choice answer, and you can choose more than one. Your love, your family, friends, yourself, or other. Family and friends. Good. Hmm. Mom? I have to agree with that. I have to agree with that family and some friends. <laughs> <laughs> because you know what? Not everybody enjoys the same thing. That's right. You go with some people and you want to be doing this and that. And they'll mm -hmm. say, well, you know, uh, my wife wants to go back to the hotel. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you got to have the right traveling part. Neither one of y'all said your love. Well, oh, he, he's obvious. <laughs> That's why I said family and friends. I'm talking about my immediate family. <laughs> oh, yeah, because you know what? I want Clinton, even if I'm going to the grocery store, I'm nine times out of ten saying, honey, you going with me? You know, <laughs> sometimes he'll say, I'm going to work in the yard. And then I said, well, how long is it going to take you? <laughs> oh, yeah, he's obvious. Okay, your travel ID. This is another multiple choice. Are you an explorer? Are you a chill and relaxed person? Are you an adventurer, culture craver, or foodie? And you can have more than one. Chill and relaxed for me and maybe a adventure. Okay, great, excellent. Dream destination? Italy. Italy. Italy, that would be great. <laughs> That's wonderful. Are you sure you don't have a dream destination, Dad? Um, no, not really. Mm, okay. So Alaska got displaced? The, the scenery would be nice in Alaska. Though, right, right. <laughs> well, thank you so much for being our guest today on the Platinum Passport Podcast. It has been a pleasure and a delight to have you all as our first guest in the Platinum Love Cafe. And of course, you know how proud I am of both of you. And you all have been a true inspiration and a real gift as you have walked this journey for 52 years and continue to be each other's greatest supporters and to be committed to each other. It is a real honor to watch that. And I thank you all so much for taking your relationship so seriously and also your roles and responsibility as parents so seriously. Thank you again for joining me today. And I look forward to our next conversation on the Platinum Passport podcast. And thank you for being such a sweet daughter. Oh, it's been an honor, honey, always. <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you everybody for joining us today. Your Platinum Passport has been stamped. We look forward to seeing you at our next destination.